morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, 1 Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto each of you from God our Father and our Lord and King, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have given your only Son to be for us both a sacrifice for sin and also an example of godly life. Give us grace that we may always most thankfully receive his inestimable gifts and daily endeavor to follow the blessed steps of his most holy life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our reading for this first Sunday of Lent is from Mark chapter 14, verses 12 through 15. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. And he sought an opportunity to betray him. And on the first day of unleavened bread, when they sacrificed the Passover lamb, his disciples said to him, Where will you have us go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. And wherever he enters, say to the master of the house, The teacher says, Where is my guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. There, prepare for us. Judas will forever be a name associated with betrayal, with treachery, with handing over the innocent Jesus to sinful men who would see to his death. Today we will begin by looking at and through the betraying eyes of Judas. But what I want to lead you to is the recognition that it's most important for us to take a hard look at ourselves and then fix our eyes on Jesus. St. Mark writes, Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. Mark's mention that Judas was, quote, one of the twelve, highlights the deeply personal nature of his treachery and the brazenness of his betrayal. Judas had been chosen out of countless Jewish men to be one of the twelve apostles, a select group who had the privilege of being in the inner circle of God's Son for three years. Judas knew firsthand the love and mercy of Jesus and had witnessed his powerful miracles. He had heard the Beatitudes again and again. He had the parable of the rich fool and warnings about greed drummed into his ears. 
He had gone out and preached in Jesus' name. He had heard the warnings about those who preached in the Lord's name but are shocked on Judgment Day to find out that their faithlessness has landed them in hell. If you want to see Exhibit 1 of someone who had all the right things taught to him but then rebelled against it, it's Judas. Judas had sought out the chief priests with an offer to hand Jesus over to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. The Jewish leaders were seeking an inconspicuous location to arrest Jesus, and Judas would provide them with an ideal opportunity in the middle of the night in an isolated garden. And as we know from the other Gospels, Judas was a greedy man, even a thief, so he must have looked at this betrayal as an opportunity to line his pockets. Judas' plan was in place, but first he had to wait through the preparation for the Passover meal and the meal itself. At dinner, Jesus drops this bomb on the twelve apostles. As they were reclining at table and eating, Jesus said, Truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. Try to picture what the 26 eyes at that table were doing. Jesus seems to be calmly looking around, knowing by his divine omniscience exactly who it is, but not giving anything away. Mark says that they began to be sorrowful and to say to Jesus one after another, Is it I? You can picture them looking around the room with suspicion, wondering, Who must it be? You can picture the tears streaming down some of the faces to express their grief at what Jesus was predicting. What were Judas' eyes doing? Did he look down in shame? Did he nervously glance around to see if he was suspected? Did Judas put on a good show and act like the rest of them? Well, we can't know for sure, but I'd bet on the latter. What's striking about Mark's account of this scene is that Jesus doesn't name Judas. We don't hear that the traitor is Judas until the Garden of Gethsemane. wonder why that is. Hmm. Perhaps Jesus wanted each of the twelve to examine himself and see if he had the capability to betray innocent blood, to commit treason against his Lord. Likewise, Jesus wants each of us to examine our own loyalty to him. Box St. Matthew uh, passion takes that fateful scene at the Last Supper and sets it to sublime music. When it gets to the section in which Jesus announces that the betrayer is at the table, part of the chorus sings the words of each of the disciples, asking if he is the traitor. The text in German is Er bin ich. This is straight out of Luther's German Bible. The translation, Lord, is it I? And then comes a confession to Jesus in the form of a chorale, Sung by the whole chorus, it begins, Ich beans, it is I. Here's the English translation of the choral verse. Addressed and confessed to Jesus, It is I, I should atone, Bound hand and foot in hell, The scourges and the bonds and what you endured, My soul has earned. It is I. Bach gets the Judas story right highlighting that all of us have participated in the sin of Judas. We all have committed treason, turning against our Lord. 
That's what our sin is, betrayal of our King of Grace. And if we were to die in our sin, it certainly would have been better for us not to have been born. That's why it is such good news when Jesus says in the upper room, the Son of Man goes as it is written of him. And then in the garden, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Jesus came specifically, specifically for this purpose, to be betrayed and to pour out his holy, precious blood and suffer an innocent death to atone for your sin, for Judah's sin, for the sin of the whole world. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. There are deep mysteries here. Judas was morally culpable for his betrayal of Jesus and justly paid the price for his sin and impenitence, even though the scriptures had foretold this would happen. God did not force Judas to do anything, but it was Judas' sinful will, along with the devil's prompting, that led him to this. Yet behind the scenes, this was what God wanted to see all along. The father wanted to punish his son for our sake. The father wanted to hand over his son to his death. And the son went willingly, out of love, out of love for you and for all sinners. Now, the verb we translate as betray in this text can also have the simple meaning to hand over or to deliver. St. Paul reminds us that faith will be counted for righteousness to us who believe in him who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Who did the handing over? Well, Judas, to be sure. But above all, God the Father loved the world this way. He gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So fix your eyes on the one who for you became a curse on the tree of the cross and find salvation in him. You traitors, you Judases, in baptism you have been washed in the blood of the Lamb of God, the same one you betrayed. Don't try to hide your crimes. Confess them. He is not surprised that you are sinners. He knew that as he went to the cross to establish his kingdom of grace. And he knows that now, even as he forgives the sins of all who repent, for every time that you have betrayed him, for every time that you have made promises to him you couldn't keep, for all of the commitments to your Lord you have failed to keep, remember this, there is forgiveness for you. There is forgiveness for you even as the words of absolution drum into your ears, as the grace of baptism comes to your remembrance, as the forgiving, life-giving body and blood of Jesus is given into your mouth. That verb we translate as betraying, but that also can mean handing over or delivering, is used by St. Paul in a remarkable place in his writings. In 1 Corinthians 11, he uses the verb twice there, writing, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was delivered, took bread. Yes, we are accustomed to hearing on the night when he was betrayed. And that is certainly correct. But what is most important is that God the Father handed Jesus over to death in our place. The apostles handed down to us the words of institution for the Lord's Supper. 
And in that meal, Jesus hands his body and blood over to us for the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. Remember this every Sunday as you see and hear those precious words. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And then you can sing with joy. Lord, now you let your servant go in peace. My own eyes have seen your salvation. Amen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Let us pray. Almighty God, by the prayer and discipline of Lent, may we enter into the mystery of Christ's sufferings by following in his way, come to share in his glory. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.